This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the Awful and Awesome Entertainment Wrap. Hello, hello. This is the Awful and Awesome Entertainment Wrap episode 67. And this is Rajeshri Sen. And with me, there's someone far more intelligent and charming than Abhinandan Sekri. <laughs> We have Seema Goswami, journalist and author. Thank you. It's great to be here, Rajeshri. Yes, and Seema has written her first novel. She's written a book before called Woman on Top. But Woman on Top was about women at the workplace. At the workplace and how they could get ahead at the workplace. So okay. it was non-fiction. So this is my first fiction. Fiction. Before we get into the interview with Seema, what we'll be discussing once Abhinandan is on, on Awful and Awesome, is a whole bunch of stuff. We have two really cool ads. There's sports, which is more entertainment and not... not sports according to Abhinandan we have two films and both are quite awful i don't know one is a teen romance which abhinandan felt was age appropriate viewing for him then there's of course salman khan who we can't not mention and there's some great uh, divorce sort of publicity which people need to make up money for their alimony so there's a lot to learn from hollywood on in this regard but now on to seema who's over here so the novel is called racecourse road and the so i've just finished reading it last week and the blurb basically says the prime minister is dead assassinated who killed him who is going to be the next prime minister of india now uh Seema has been with ABP and all before. So yes. you've been, you've written on politics. Yes, I before. have actually. I started my uh, journalism career with Sunday Magazine, which of course no longer yeah. exists. Yeah. And uh, well, it was a small team. So we kind of did everything. Hmm. So I ended up covering general elections. I ended up covering the first day that Chandrasekhar came to office in South okay, Block yeah. and VP Singh huh. and following people on the campaign trail in Rajasthan and in Madhya so Pradesh. Proper. so doing like proper political journalism yeah. and it was like a treasure trove of stories so i think that's where the book really comes from yeah because the when you read this book i just have to say one is for of course for a younger generation than us they have not read sunday you're not the same generation as me or much younger i put myself <laughs> in every generation but sunday magazine we grew up reading basically that's true so did i yeah so that was a different format of a magazine it was political writing mm. you did have there were softer stories yeah, yeah, there were softer stories but for instance we kind of combined the two like i did a yeah. story on vajpayee's poetry about yeah, that's poet what. politicians there were very yeah. interesting stories yeah. and so on so that sort of comes through in this book i feel oh, i'm happy because, to hear that yeah, so it reminded me of the kind of political writing we've grown up reading which is in hardcore nowadays it's very hardcore yeah. either it's hardcore politics or it's a soft feature, feature story and it's essentially about two political parties right what yeah. what are the names of the so it's one is called the loktantrik prajatantra party yeah. and the other is called the sp this let's call it ljp and spp for short yeah. because they are like really mouthful of names yeah and the ruling one is is, is the ljp is the ljp which is birendra which is birendra pratap singh the prime minister who gets assassinated yeah. in the first chapter so there's no spoiler yeah lot. there's no spoiler because people keep writing in and saying that i get spoilers <laughs> to everything so there's no spoiler it's written on the blurb, blurb yes. okay so i haven't spoiled it but he's at a rally mm-hmm. and he gets assassinated yes. now we won't get into how he gets yeah. assassinated and so on birendra pratap has two sons mm-hmm. karan mm-hmm. and arjun, arjun. very filmy <laughs> <Which> yeah <laughs> so it's there are lots of things which are sort of tongue in cheek which i like because it's yeah. like okay of course they'll name them karan arjun <laughs> and karan and arjun it's the same like what happened with indira gandhi that uh, she was made prime minister so karan we think is going to become prime and minister and also with rajiv gandhi yeah and with rajiv gandhi so yeah. it's the same there are many similarities mm. that yeah are there yeah. which have happened in history that's true in our history especially yeah. forget about other countries and so on but what you get is also i feel a fabulous commentary on how the media works i think that's my favorite bit yeah. of the book actually so <laughs> i wasn't expecting that when i started reading it and then when the media bit started coming in mm-hmm. so there's a lot to relate to and i don't even think you have to be part of the media because especially gorav agnihotri yeah. so there are two main news 
channels that yeah. we are talking about yeah. with star anchors mm-hmm. one is gaurav agnihotri who is arnob let's not even try <laughs> you may <laughs> say that but i couldn't possibly comment <laughs> so he seems a lot like arnob the way he takes really? his editorial calls and the other person is her name is mitali no manisha manisha, manisha who to me is a blend of barkha and some others you know the problem is that the moment you write about a female journalist in fiction yeah. people assume it's barkha because she's like the best known name hmm. but to tell you honestly hmm i haven't based my characters on any one person yeah yeah they're so, like an amalgam of no so that comes through that it's a mixture of certain characteristics yeah. and so on so even the character who i think is a lot like arnab there are strains of like rajdeep over there oh my gosh all. you're going to get me into <laughs> so much trouble no but i have to ask something that mm-hmm. birendra pratap's party mm-hmm. is not a, a party which rides on religion as it's like no. the mainstream Now see you had flipped it I'm asking from a writer's point of view and also from the publisher's point of view see the party had been a party which rides on religion mm. and you see that prime minister had been assassinated going by how sensitive our government is currently and going by the fact that a lot of people aligned with the government also read surprisingly <laughs> <laughs> do you think you would have faced a problem where you would have been told well it's are you trying to say something about modi and is it related or you think you know, these I things ch- pass by now you know that's the reason i didn't want to have real life characters yeah. in my book and have a romana clef kind of yeah, thing yeah 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 because then the story kind of gets subsumed and all the political controversies yeah. that emerge what i really wanted to do was to give people a sense of how delhi works how politics works how yeah. the government works how bureaucrats are how the media is and how it all comes together in this kind of cabal of people mm. who are kind of running the country and i thought if i have somebody who's identifiably rahul gandhi or yeah. identifiably narendra modi it would just take away from the story yeah. and i just wanted to tell the story i didn't really think about the controversies okay. as much yeah, but you're right it could be controversial yeah because when i was reading it i was just thinking hmm. like you know we are so scared of even saying oh someone can get assassinated because you yeah. you immediately you want the person no but i don't want that we have had two prime ministers yeah. assassinated exactly. in our country so no so the other thing what you were saying about hmm. how delhi works i think where the book is very interesting is hmm. that you get into the nitty gritties of how whether it's that aims division which is kept yeah. aside for the prime minister yeah. Yeah whether something happens or not there are these doctors yeah. who are highly qualified yeah. doctors who are just sitting yeah. over there yeah. and hoping what you've written is correct yeah. they're hoping that one happened. is they are bored so they want to be mm-hmm. yeah. do what they've trained for mm-hmm. but they also hope that they don't have to because the only time they'll have to step in is if the prime minister yeah. gets the, hurt yeah gets hurt whether uh, because someone has hurt him or just like that A medical emergency yeah. of some sort so and i think also the working of resource road as in the different houses yeah. Yeah. all that then uh, another thing is elections a lot of people like even now till mm. date i find it confusing to figure out mm. numbers you know like so yeah. many seats so yeah. that you, know, you get a great detail oh my god that was the most complicated part of the book i'm not good with numbers huh? so yeah. it took me weeks to get it all together because but i was very impressed <laughs> because i read it twice because <laughs> i find it so confusing that no, 270 no. seats and this yeah. and so you get a lot of the horse trading which happens. you know i have a feeling that a lot of people's eyes are going to glaze over at the numbers bit but i had to put it in no you had to because yeah. otherwise it would have seemed like okay this is the serious mm. part so mm. we've just glossed over yeah, it yeah. so sima does get into detail on in that mm. i wanted to ask something that normally when people write they as in there are different ways of yeah. writing uh, novels but many people i know who are novelists have the entire plot charted out and the characters clear and they know exactly how the book is going to end before they start writing did you write it like that to be 
honest i hmm. knew how it began and yeah. how it ended but, but the, the middle uh, kind hmm. of i worked on as i went along i had this basic structure hmm. of course i knew what was how many chapters i wanted to write how big yeah. i wanted it to be but you know sometimes characters surprise you and then you reach a point yeah. and you realize that what you had thought the initial hmm. outset is not really going to work at that yeah. point and you need to go in a different hmm. direction but i think the starting point and, and the, the end, end point you. i really did have in mind so you did know who's going to yes, end no up no spoilers yeah, just who's going to end up <laughs> i've been as vague as i could possibly be right now hmm. i also wanted to ask you the publishers did you come up with the idea of a political no, actually uh, david davitar of mm-hmm. alif uh, who's actually an old friend who okay. i've known for a long time but we never worked together yeah he called me up and said that he wanted to discuss various story ideas with me and he had a couple of story things that he thought i could do hmm. that i would be good at one was to do a story on delhi society okay which i wasn't that enthused hmm. by because i think it's been done and yeah. kind of dusted and there hmm. was nothing very uh, kind of unique about it and the other was a political novel and that really kind of took my imagination hmm. because i had been toying with that idea also that i wanted to set a novel in politics yeah. but i didn't want to do it only a political thing so i thought if i did a thriller and i made it an yeah. assassination and made a murder hmm. so more people would be interested otherwise it would just be news junkies like you and me yeah, reading the reading, book yeah so the, uh, so then david and i had a chat about it a couple of times and then uh, i kind of gave him a synopsis of what hmm. i thought would work and he was pretty happy with it and to be honest with you if it hadn't been for him haranguing me to keep sending my chapters and finishing my deadlines i probably wouldn't have written the book and so how long did it take you um about a year give or take which a is month. not bad which is not because bad because it's also it's about 127000 words <gasps> Oh, I know that. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, blood. It's But blood did and it stone. go? Did you do a back and forth? Was there a lot of back and forth with no, the editor? Really. No, not really. See, I I sent him the book and touch wood, he yeah. loved it, and he said it read well. Uh, I didn't quite like the tone of surprise in with which he said <laughs> that to me, because I was like, "What did you expect?" Yeah. uh but he wanted me to kind of expand a little bit on things like the spg which he said i was assuming yeah. a lot of knowledge and most people would not have that yeah and expand a little bit on rcr because a lot of people would not know the and are interested so even yeah. like someone like me who i do know people hmm. in politics yeah. and so on yeah and we know but- that yes <laughs> yes i again i'm glossing over that <laughs> but You know the workings of yeah. How does race cross road? Who is living where? Yeah. Where is the food? And you yeah. always do. It's very silly things, but I yeah. don't know whether it's a journalist thing or yeah. it's a curiosity. It's a curiosity thing, thing that you want to know. So when they order food, like yeah, who makes is it? Is there yeah. like a cook like we have, or is there a full fledged kitchen churning it out? Yeah. Where are people staying? Where are the meetings mm. happening? Yeah, even the SPG. Yeah. How does the SPG work and those daily briefings which you yeah. got into? Yeah, I think those details are what is interesting over here because I those hope are so. things. Yeah, because I felt those are the things that you don't read about. Yeah, usually. Yeah, you. Won't... I think everybody in the journalistic circuit in Delhi kind of is aware of them. Yeah, but for most people, it is a bit of a revelation to find yeah, out that exactly. Racecourse Road is not just one bungalow but five bungalows and, and spread over. The prime minister isn't just one, one living them. in one and then working in meetings. the other. Yeah. and uh, but where did you get the details of the pms <laughs> so uh you know over the years yeah. i have made many friendships hmm. some of them are with politicians hmm. some of them are with bureaucrats and some of these bureaucrats have worked in yeah. race course road and have spent many many hmm. years working in close collaboration yeah. with the prime minister so there were some things that you just pick up over time hmm. but then when i went to actually write the book i went back and spoke to them and yeah. i clarified certain points because you know with every prime minister the way rcr function changes changes that's so, what so <clears throat> like rajiv gandhi may have had a different way of doing things hmm. uh, chand uh, chandrashekhar and vp singh and all these people yeah. they all had different ways of doing things like narasimha rao had his sons live in one particular house like okay, like, like this here. yeah and uh, 
Narendra Modi, of course, mm. is, is single and lives yeah. in number five rather than number three, which mm. is where Manmohan Singh uh, lived, used to live. Used to live. So these kind of details, I had to do a little bit of research yeah. on. But I was also vaguely familiar with the functioning yeah, so of it. So it's not like you were. And I have visited on a number of occasions. Yeah, so that's what because that yeah. comes through that yeah. there's a. I won't say familiarity so much as there's a knowledge of... Yeah. It's not like just researching and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. regurgitating yeah. it. So I think that part's quite interesting. And uh, there is, of course, the sex scandal, which is similar <laughs> to when Menaka Gandhi had... You know, I never thought of that, actually. So while re- I'm telling her, I think once you start reading, also once you've written honest, it yourself... To be honest, I never, I never referenced that. That's so interesting. Yeah, because it reminded me totally not that... You're so, cor- you're was, so right. How how many years back was oh that? Oh my God, that was just... That was during the emergency, wasn't yeah. it? Or just after... So when I was born, it was... <laughs> <laughs> but we've all read about it. We've all it. read about yeah. it. In fact, and I remember as a child, people hiding copies of the magazine what from is me. It? Surya. Surya. And I remember getting up in the middle of of the night and sneaking into the bathroom to have a look. And of course, you couldn't see anything. So it yeah, was because pointless. it was all those. Blurred, yeah. So yeah. it was all pointless. Yeah. So there's a lot of things, I think, which are relevant today, such as invasion of privacy, yeah. how women are treated in politics. Yeah. That is there. There is Mamata Banerjee in the book. You think so? Yes, I do. There's you may Mayavati. say so. I couldn't possibly the, comment. <laughs> <laughs> There's Mayavati in the book as well. I So what I liked about it is while there are people who you can try and identify, mm-hmm. the story is interesting in itself. Yeah. And... Um, in a way, it's sort of a feminist novel, I yeah, feel. Yeah, I hope it is. Yeah, yeah, I do think that, in a way, like, it surprisingly becomes a feminist novel. I mean, there are, you know, what I find is, I mean, not consciously, but mm. when I look back on it, I think I just write women characters a little bit better than I write men. Yeah. Maybe because I identify more with them. Mm. And somehow the better people in the book are the women rather than the men. Yeah, they are a little bit better. A little bit better. A little bit better only. So what is next on the... So at the moment, I'm going to be working on a sequel on... Of Race Costume. Because I've left it on a bit of a hmm. cliffhanger. Yeah. Then I'm also in talks with people to try and turn it into a TV series or a movie or something like that, which should be interesting, Mm. which I'm quite excited about, but I don't know whether it's actually going to work out. Yeah, but I can see how it can pan out. And when I started working on this book, I was actually working on a spy novel, which is like three-fourths of the way through. But set in which period? So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think events have kind of overtaken me. So, it was set in like the 2010s. But I think I'm going to have to go back and rewrite it because the landscape of terrorism and stuff has changed a lot. so much. And so, I gave that up halfway, not halfway, three-fourths of the way through because David thought this would be more of a kind of, I mean, he read that book as well. So, he said, you can always go back to that, but let's Mm. do this first. So I hope to go back to that because spy novels are something I love reading. So I'd really like a chance yeah, to write one. A nice one yeah. is always I worth it. And I don't think people... I haven't read a good spy novel out of India. In but maybe you will one day. Maybe we will now. <laughs> okay, so tell me, let's get something on current affairs since yes. you've written. What is your view on our government <laughs> clamping down on the press? What you, view, does it what, remind you what view of the could emergency? I have? No, Obviously but does I hate it remind it. you to of the emergency? Of course because, it does. So I find that it's ironic that for a government which hated the Gandhi so much, which and does so hate, many of his leaders went to jail in the emergency. Yeah, that they seem to emulate the worst of that yeah. period. But in a sense, sometimes I feel that Narendra Modi models himself on Mrs. Gandhi. No, I do. So yeah. it, it's ironic that the person you dislike so much is mm. the one who seems to be your yeah. guiding light yeah. and the worst way to guide yeah. you. Yeah. But uh, okay, and what is just what have you been reading? Oh, of late, I'm reading the new uh, Julian Barnes book, yeah, the, the love story, yeah, the one story, and it's is it's it, an amazingly good, it book. good It's I'll really it good book because I read the reviews. I and I've been reading. I've bought. I've just I haven't started reading it. That's an ordinary man's guide to radicalism. Growing up Muslim in India, Niaz Faruqi. Okay, and you recommend this? Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I've only just started, so I'm still very much in the early stages, but I'm finding it quite fascinating. 
and i've also discovered david ignatius a bit late in the day oh i haven't read any david he ignatius. so this, he's this uh, washington post columnist who okay. does these kind of spy novels with cia and isis and oh, nice. stuff like that and i've been re- i've read a few of those mm. recently so it's a pretty eclectic yeah uh, band of books so what have you been reading i have been i just finished reading this book called the leopard which is a novel by guiseppe Tomasi, this is why I didn't know the name. <laughs> Tomasi di Lampedusa, but you must read it. It's I'd set in Sicily mm-hmm. in uh, 1958. Oh wow! And before either of us was born. Yes, before either of us was <laughs> born. But it's so beautifully written, and mm-hmm. it was uh, published posthumously. Oh, so he never found a publisher. Oh, how sad! It. But it is by far one of the most beautifully written. Oh, books. I must pick it yeah, up. Yeah, you must pick and it up. And why is it called the Leopard? Because it's the family which it's based on. They used to. It's a. It's a noble family where the uh, mark of it, oh, their okay. insignia was the leopard. Leopard. So, but it's very, very beautifully written. So that's what I finished. But thank you, Seema. And Racecourse Road is available on Amazon. Yes, right? and Flipkart. And Flipkart. I highly recommend it. It's a and rare moment. And in all moment. bookshops near you. And in all bookshops. <laughs> and in Barisons. You're on the Barisons bestseller list also. Yeah, for like six weeks running. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's nice to read a. fiction written by a journalist because Thank i think you so we much reading these like tomes which you don't want to read <laughs> honestly and we have to read them because i'm going to review them or something but this is a lot of fun Thank also you. just to connect the dots i can imagine yes <laughs> which seema has refused to confirm any of the people i've guessed that it was but i'm telling you mamata banerji is in it <laughs> thank you so much thank you rajshri always thank a pleasure and now we have with us mr sekri hello miss sen hello how are how, you very well how was seema's book did you enjoy it yeah i did surprisingly because i enjoy so such few things usually really? so yeah so it's quite a nice read you can read it after we are done so what do you want to start with let's start with your favorite sport which is cricket it's not a sport <laughs> and why are we discussing cricket on the awful and awesome because, please tell me because awful and awesome is about entertainment okay. and the ipl just started on the 7th okay and while watching the opening so they've decided like much like the super bowl they are also going to have a opening ceremony okay with stars and all that the only difference is at the super bowl you have jennifer lopez singing her own song and performing since we have no backup singers who can also dance and sing and all we have film stars dancing to other people's songs as usual so who danced to whose song so there was one singer Mika Singh. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's very talented. I will say that. Yeah, so he did sing. <laughs> so he did a medley. Okay. Of songs, then there was Jacqueline Fernandez, Who's who danced, danced to. to yeah, you're joking. It was very sad. <sighs> Because it was yeah. worse. No, but it learn. was worse when it was live. Oh, Because dear. not live when it's on stage. Yeah, There's no cuts for her poor hmm. thing. And then, oh, it started with Varun Dhawan, which also was very sad because he's just not very impressed. None of these people, when you watch them without cuts, are particularly impressive. Prabhu Deva was there. Okay, so but so when you and watch Varun Dhawan with cuts, then he's impressive. No, he's better than. No, I'm just saying. I'm not surprised because you you found um, who who Saif Khan impressive. And just I, after he was released, two clips of his were released. Of one clip of him abusing his driver, and the other of when he was arrested, he was saying, "Jante ho main kono." And then these Bombay farts tell us that Delhi wala say this. I mean, really, at least a Delhi wala will bloody also hold his ground. This Jan- guy got slapped around in Gujarat. Also, Haryana the once. person he compared himself to was Virapan. I didn't understand. He told the cop. Do you know who Virappan is? So the cop also got confused like I did. So he said, "Ha, he said, 'To me, apka Virappan ho.' I would have slapped him for saying such a stupid thing. They probably sir. did. They should have. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so that was the IPL opening ceremony. Varun Dhawan, Jacqueline Fernandez, and Mika Singh. No, right at the end was Ritik Roshan, who okay. I have to say has a very good dancer. Yeah, he has rubber for bones. He hmm. was excellent. It is very impressive how they 
I have to say, how they dance in that heat. It was in Bombay. It was at Vankede. Mm. So they were sweating away. But it's so unimpressive as a opening so you ceremony. Think it's impressive that they danced in the heat for 10 minutes. But these fuckers <laughs> play for three and a half hours. Not that I think cricket <laughs> is a great sport. But still, that is not impressive. But the reason why I've included it is not because of the opening ceremony. It's because yeah. of the... After the first match, they give out the awards, right? Okay. So along with best... Uh, I don't know, wicketkeeper, whatever, whatever they give. Mm. There were two awards given out. Which were? Most Stylish Player Award. And the second one was Star Plus Nai Soch Award. What is the Nai Soch Award? I don't know. They just randomly called someone. So Gautam Gambhir got most stylish player and he looked really irritated. Because he, if you think I suck, you don't know what he looked. He looked like, dude, why don't you just kick me? It's easier than this. He walked up. He took the check really grudgingly. But it was a check. So he was like, okay, whatever you want to. But for a cricketer to have to go up after a cricket match where he's run for three and a half hours. And get a more stylish Stylish player. You know, we just fuck up everything. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's just, anyway, fuck that. Can we not discuss, you know, IPL? Can just This is correct. Other, yeah. The only good thing about the IPL was that ad though, which we discussed last time. We've discussed it. That, that was, was really good. good. Do you want to discuss that uh, film that you felt that you were the perfect audience for? Yes. So <laughs> I watched a film... Um, earlier this week, last weekend actually, Gold. called Midnight Sun. It's a film directed by Scott Spear. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically um, got uh, Bella Thorne, Patrick Schwarzenegger. You know who Bella Thorne is? No, but I'm reading this. Yeah, don't say that but because why? he said is, it's is she so... Well known? Is she a well-known person? Yeah, I think so. I'll She's just very beautiful. Her. She's stunning. She's I'll like... I'll say that. 16, please. She couldn't be 16 because I was looking at her filmography. She's been doing some show from like 2003, 2015 or something like that. Unless she's a child artist. She's 20. Okay, fine. So, (laughs) uh, and this guy, now this guy, I didn't know. So, okay, in case you're wondering why I was watching a film. I'm wondering. A teenage love romance. Because Abhinandan believes in love, in true love. (laughs) So, on the weekend, he goes and watches these kind of, y'all don't know. He watches popcorn romances. I I hope when you walk out of here, a brick or a (laughs) flower pot falls on your head. You will throw the flower pot. The flower pot will not fall on me by itself. But, uh, so, I mean, I had to take my niece for this film. Um, so she said it's got this guy called Patrick Schwarzenegger I said is he Arnie's son she said who's Arnie <laughs> yeah she so won't know because Arnie's 72 my sister had to hold me back from punching her <laughs> I was like you don't know who Arnie is the you're telling me Patrick Schwarzenegger domestic violence cuts across ages and all the women he knows that's the nice thing so I don't so feel I said what kind of teen- you don't know who Arnie is she says no who's Arnie she but she doesn't know Terminator no she knows who Patrick Schwarzenegger is. I said, Patrick Schwarzenegger has to be Arnie's son. How but many Schwarzeneggers can there be? is he the son from that nanny? He's the oldest son. No, he's the okay. oldest son. Mar- uh, Maria Shriver's son. So, okay, uh, okay. so that's the film now. If I can just tell you what this film is about. Yes, please. I'm dying to know. It, I was like doing... Is know, it long? Is it a long no, film? No, it's a short film. The thing is that a lot of... There were only teens in the hall. So I uh, spoke me. to your niece mm. and I asked her, what did you think of the film? So she said, I really liked it. Yes, she did. As did all the other teens in that place. So you were some uncle were crying. sick. I was they uncle were crying. watching. They were crying. There were some teens were sobbing. Uh, some were, you know, very moved. Now the <laughs> thing is, they've tried to make the love story for this generation. Oh. But the thing about love story was, love story wasn't actually for teens. I remember I was just a teen, I was depressed. Yeah. I wrote a shit film to show a teen. But it was a classic. It was, love story was deep. It was intense. Now, the problem with this film was it used all the cinematic devices, the cliches, Mm -hmm. like, you know, showing a montage for love. Like, you know, when you fall in love, you know, montage of laughing, giggling, going on a drive, doing this. Basically, it's about a girl who has this rare disorder that Mm -hmm. if she goes into the sun... She'll die. <gasps> like now, me. Like you. The only thing is that unfortunately you don't die. You live. <laughs> you just break out into a rash. Maybe she has a more advanced form. Over is, is time. There, is there you can get that? No. <laughs> Sometimes I know you wish that. But it doesn't happen. I'm sorry. So Bella, Bella Thorne is that girl. Okay. And she, uh, therefore she can't go to school. She spends all her time oh, in her house. That's why she's in the midnight sun. Midnight. She can only go out at I night. Eat too much. And uh, this guy, <laughs> she falls in love with and uh, he passes by her 
house every day okay like, since she was 4 years old so she's seen him growing up but she's seen him in the sun she because she has a one way glass huh. and she has a special glass on all her oh. windows so she just watches him going out so when he actually meets her when she's playing the guitar at a railway hmm. station at night because that's the only time she gets to go out huh she knows him so she's like and she's had a crush on hmm. him so he says you live in that st- that street how come I've, I've never, never met seen, you huh you know i i should have known you says that and then basically okay. so when they fall in love it's a montage there's that cool nerdy chick who's not glamorous who's the best friend who falls in love with nerdy guy you know the typical clichés so there was very disappointing it was full of clichés that only disappointed you both cinematically <laughs> and the, uh, the the kind of characters and they had and seeing what he looks like and it wasn't even fun like archies yeah. so i think you should either make a film which is like an archies riverdale which is fun and you know adventure huh. or you should make it like love story was this is neither archie's not love story but love story was an adult story it wasn't a anyway but I, what i thought was that cancer may maregi end mein ye hoga <gasps> it was a so, but there is no such great tragedy so, there see nothing bad ever happens in this film everyone is happy everyone is cute everyone's nice to each other there's no horrible person every the so father is, is lovely so this is not like kayamat se kayamat tak no 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 here everything is too nice everyone is too good everything is too good so would you go back to watch a teen romance out of choice no i wouldn't but <laughs> one thing i two thing i like says huh? her father is played by a guy called rob riggle okay i only knew him by face because he was in hangover he's a comedian he's also done a lot of saturday night live okay so when you huh. see him you'll know him yeah now the thing about a person like that is being cast in such a tragic film hmm is that if only he, he's only done comedy all his life oh you can't take him seriously so when he's being sad now i'm not i'm you expecting think he's going to give a punchline ha you know it's like when jagdeep you know jagdeep yes jagdeep yes. they, they tried to make him do few serious roles and you know some tragedy and when and his whole forehead would move and you know he'd do that expression and then he was something very tragic was happening at like expect him to break into ye to acha tha ki mere badan pe kachcha tha type of some dialogue this is like the film i saw anu kapoor was doing a very serious role in that and you can't can digest i that. just couldn't take it <laughs> so but i have to say patrick's not bad looking he's, i just he's, saw he's his... he's extremely good looking in fact yeah. he's better looking than his father just i mean he doesn't look macho like his dad he looks slightly pretty but i think this is the kennedy blood because his mom's part of the kennedys right maria shriver so is half kennedy half shots yeah. oh my god he's got very good good genes so uh, all the teenagers who listen to our podcast you all know whether to watch this film or not but i saw an adult film no, but before we get huh. to your film i just want to know you What? know when i saw this film and i thought this is it immediately struck me that love story had like a first line which everybody knows like <laughs> you know uh, yeah. the uh, what was what was that what what can you say about a 25 year old girl who died hmm. that she was beautiful and brilliant and that she loved mozart bach and the beatles huh. and me it's one of those opening lines that only three yeah. of her which are the opening lines that you can remember which are like classic opening lines of of a novel rebecca yes i went which to mandalay is, yeah, last night yeah i dreamt night. i went to mandalay and the gates were i've yeah. forgotten the exact then nice. uh gone with the wind scarlet o'hara was not an attractive woman but the will the two boys i forgot and the twins didn't realize that that line then and the tale of two cities it was the best of yeah, times and the, the worst, worst of, of times. times so there are there are bunch of so this will not go down in that league okay okay <laughs> so in case we thought it would but i saw a film because everyone keeps saying that we don't watch awful things we are only picking up the good stuff so i felt that we i should also suffer over the weekend so i went and saw missing which we had discussed last week the i trailer. think the trailer sabere 4 baje usse bahut tez bukhar hai raat bhar neend se jagti rehti hai to main bhi so nahi pa rahi thi lekin pata nahi kab aur kaise meri aise aankh lag gayi ki main morrison police force kya naam hai beti ka titli नीले स्ट्राइप्स का नाइट सूट पहना है उसने और तीन साल की है लेकिन पानी से बहुत डरती है वो सो मिसिंग स्टार्स मनोज बाजपाई ना एंड तबू प्लीज नोटिस दैट आई एम प्रोनाउंसिंग इट करेक्टली कंग्रेचुलेशंस सो इट्स अ थ्रिलर इट्स अ साइकोलॉजिकल थ्रिलर रिटन एंड डायरेक्टेड बाय मुकुल अभ्यंकर दिस इज हिज फर्स्ट फिल्म ओके ओके इट इज इट सो दे आर अ कपल दे आर 
Iron Mauritius. We shouldn't give away any spoilers. No, no. So I'm not giving away. But him. okay. But I want to know if I was right. We love, you can tell yeah, me after yeah, yeah. the podcast. So uh, they are in Mauritius. They have their child is with them. They are not on holiday. He's gone on a work trip, and she's come along with him. What work does he do in Mauritius? He works. They stay in Reunion Island. They work in very cool. It has nothing to do with India. They are an Indian couple. They are in. But Mauritius me kuch hota hi nahi. What does he do? They offsite hai. Achha, but there's a meeting. Achha. Meeting. And presentation is mm. there, and then the child goes missing. Okay. Anu Kapoor is the Mauritian police officer, or oh, not police officer, head of detective. This thing who comes in to investigate this. Uh, in all fairness, Mauritius has a lot of people have has a lot of people of Indian origin. Yeah. And uh, I was just reading that Anu Kapoor learned the French language, as they put it, to for this character. Now. my mother who i went to see it with and she is now in icu as a result of this film i can't believe you took your mother i took my yeah. but my mother is less critical than you and i now so she, not bad it's not bad not like so that bad. i think she thought i directed it so she should be encouraging anu kapoor says four sentences in french the same four sentences he repeats from beginning to end so he did not learn the french language let's he learned a french sentence he learned silbu play which You and I, without learning French. Parlez-vous français? Yeah. So parlez-vous français? Sir, uh, sir, we. Like he was saying these kind of things. Now the problem is that in the first five minutes, when I, when the film started, because I'm very smart, even when I saw Signs, I had in the first five minutes. So now this is not a spoiler. If you haven't seen Signs by now, it's too bad for you. Hmm. I had said, "Oh, he's dead," hmm. and uh, it was correct. In this also, in the first five minutes, I said. like the key thing i said this is the case that is happening and it was correct now in the first 5 minutes if you figured out the film then it's not much of a yeah. thriller nothing and is thrilling and he does ham throughout manoj no kapoor no kapoor is very serious so that's does difficult he also ham? all three are no, hamming no he is not tabu is hamming throughout she is a distraught mother who has the most beautifully blow dried hair and ringlets like this One scene she's wearing makeup, next scene she's not. So you're like, dude, is she going and washing her face or coming back? It's very bizarre. The only thing worth, I don't know why both of them have done this film hmm. because it's not the greatest hmm. thriller at all. It does have little twists and turns, hmm. but you really, at least, I didn't care what okay. was going to happen either to the child or these two parents. But there's the last frame of the film. Hmm. Taboo turns and looks at the camera. The way she. her capability of emoting is so good that you realize that oh she is a good actress but you wouldn't have known it if you watched the rest of the film so that's the review of missing which can go missing from the halls it won't matter at the moment so those are the two cinema bits that we watched this yeah. this um, week but um what what do you want to discuss next the advertisement yeah, or something yeah we have two else? nice ads this time okay in fact so ipad has a new ad out apple basically has a new ad out for its new ipad and uh, i really liked it because it is it plays on this whole theme it's an ipad for they want to promote ipad as being good for education for children hmm. because they know that that's the biggest market all these kids will use it then they'll drop it the parents will have to buy new ones but they've used it for homework to show kids doing homework and it's quite interestingly done it the there's a narration which carries on right that's by this poet yeah speaking of even this film midnight. leaned heavily on midnight sun leaned heavily on voiceover and voiceover montage are just lazy film meaning like voiceover explaining that hey, this is who i am this is what i do you oh, know oh that kind of so it's sweet voiceover. i suppose okay i disagree with you uh, miss sen i mm. did not like the ipad commercial at all And I'll tell you why. I didn't like it at three levels. One, it's again fucking two minute twenty seconds. If you cannot tell me your story in thirty seconds, ha, it's a long. Off. Okay, it's very long. Two, I disagree with the politics of the ad that these gadgets are good for children. I think they're no, really so that even I doing a yeah great disservice to humanity and our children. Our gadgets are not good for children. They shit, and there's enough research. Uh, Which is why they that. are trying to push it for g- kids, right? Ah, एक बार kid के हाथ में लग गया वो कौन सा science करेगा वो तो उस पर games ही खेलेगा ना। हाँ। And the third is that I just thought that it was. Um, you didn't think it was well made, though. The yeah, app? it's well made. The thing is, it's Apple and yeah. it's US. So the thing is that if you throw money at a problem, 
you will get a slick solution whether it is a good solution or not so when you're talking the entertainment industry in the us mm-hmm. even their shit will look stunning yeah because their production value is so, so fucking good. give so much money have the best of everything yeah because this is very very slick this ad so they've yeah. taken out a 1 minute version to combat what hmm. you've said uh i like the way so i have a problem with this new fascination and i do think it's new because i didn't notice this till around 2 years back of everyone's kids being on ipads they like that's what they do if they want to occupy their kids they just mm. give them an ipad and i i don't see how this can be good in any which way it's not good for your eyes it's not good for their brain all of that but i felt that keeping that aside i just like the way the ad looked and it did have that you haven't seen this show yet stranger things mm-hmm. which is a group of kids and so they've played on that basically okay, these a pop kids. culture reference yeah so that's there and i like and that and the pop poem. culture anchor doesn't know about no, this pop culture reference matter. that the is culture, shocking the irony sickening but he knows about midnight sun i know i do teen yeah. teen teen romance we yeah, can do teen that. pop culture podcast mm. one extra segment we'll have it up and then we'll do i also like that poem that Jack Prelutsky's uh, homework or homework, but should you be using iPads with your kids? I would say no. I was impressed the commercial. Now let's come to the second commercial, which is Edelweiss. How do you Edelweiss. pronounce? Edelweiss. Don't be perfect. Don't say Edelweiss groups. Okay. Uh, film that they've made on just before the Commonwealth Games. What is Edelweiss Group? uh edelweiss group uh our financial services basically I so see. i saw this before missing i had not seen this so they've obviously they so are, are they a sponsor of the uh, i guess they must be sinas doing a commonwealth probably they're yeah, a co-sponsor yeah. maybe they have uh something to do with the sponsorship but what proud was, sponsor team india commonwealth they are, so no? they are the sponsor of team india yeah so what's interesting about what i liked about this was other than deepa karmakar who i recognize and saina i don't so the one i saw had manpreet, uh, manpreet singh in the ad it's uh, athletes who aren't that popular unless you follow that sport uh, saina nawal is doing very sad so she whether you're following her sport or not it doesn't matter but they've picked up interesting athletes like mandeep jangra who's boxing hina sidhu is shooting rani rampal who i've seen before but it's a very so that's another slick ad i thought it was an obviously not as high a budget as the ipad chaps but it's a good ad and it's really short okay i You didn't I, like? I didn't like the ad. <gasps> There's I, no pleasing Abhinav. And I'll tell you, uh, I, I just thought the ad was, it was beautifully shot. Yeah. It's really stunning, the slow-mo, the smoke uh-huh. effect. But here's the script of the ad. Let me tell you what, what the voiceover is saying. No challenge is small. No battle is final. No opponent is weak. As if there's no win, there's no limit, there's no limit, limit. It is such a, terrible script i mean i could have written this okay that way you're now saying. if you are making an ad and you have to be i, I remember the indian olympics ad um when i was young it was you are my adversary not my enemy hmm. you are uh, this is a competition not a war you know huh. it was so it was so beautifully written hmm. there was some thought behind it that you know there's a the, the words this? are going to be in conflict with each other in the sense but one of them is going to one one word is going to describe conflict yeah. in a friendly situation the other word is going to de- describe conflict in a destructive situation mm. so there was some thought and depth to the script this is a script that's written by you know it's like a a, a song that's written by prasoon joshi and gulzar yeah a gulzar song will have layers and depth mm. to it prasoon jo aur ladki ko dekha to aisa laga like javed akhtar jaise gulta chirag jaise suraj ka khwab jaise van mein hiran jaise teri kiran like <laughs> fuck like shit i could have fucking written that after a couple of drinks ha so so i just thought so th- there was like i saw the ad beautifully shot i said okay it'll say something it says nothing so for me it's a shit ad <gasps> fucking get your writing right if you can't get a writing right fuck it man writing is where it starts that's it but good effort i feel we should encourage yaar aap ek bachche ko camera pe chha do wo bahut badhiya frame kheench ke le aayega ladakh bhej do us us frame ke sath aap kar kya rahe ho what are you doing with it that's the question okay then See, today i'm being the critical bomb yeah. really now rajshree hmm. sen hmm. i would like to come to the next bit that we're going to talk about salman khan's conviction since it, it i know it's news and we have a separate podcast for news but 
news as entertainment about entertainment superstar yeah i thought you must have something to say about it yeah since i was next door he was in jodhpur i was in jaipur oh, and wow. i did consider should we drive down and stand outside the jail because we'll also get he could have shot you you're so dark he would have said black, black dark yes sir <laughs> i just want please uh, subscribe to news launch <laughs> so that i can buy fair and lovely <laughs> because i've been told that i'm so dark if people are wondering why <laughs> if people are wondering why i'm never doing video interviews and all it's because i just want to make it very clear abhinandan had sat me down once and said have you seen yourself you're so dark we don't have so much lighting oh, we don't God. have money so yes. you can do a podcast shocking, you know, so as a tk podcast is a lot of hate mail <laughs> after this i'm not the one who called me black na you're saying kali kali since then <laughs> that is it shocking okay, anyway doesn't matter salman khan salman. i wanted to know salman khan does not discriminate based on color <laughs> he shoots Just everything species across he doesn't even discriminate across species human animal he run you over shoot you whatever so i found it amazing that the amount of news channels which kept telling us how popular salman see i get it that the uh, case was like the court was only going to give their verdict at around they kept saying 10:30 11:30 12:30 30, you also have to fill up time now because you how much are you going to say now we are waiting for the verdict so they started telling us how popular he is he's popular in china he's popular in punjab i don't know where are you serious yeah yeah so he's popular in china he's very popular in china i will have you know i have learned this from the news that he is very popular and also all the hits he's given there's so many 700 crores riding on him and so on my mother informed me i went to the loo and came out my mom said do you know he was earning 11 crores every weekend for big boss so we got all this useless information what i didn't understand why people kept saying why isn't bollywood criticizing him mm. bollywood is not going to criticize him all of them this is like say amitabh bachchan by mistake ran over someone no one is going to say amitabh bachchan should have been more careful as in none of the fraternity bollywood fraternity because they all make films with him he is one of the biggest superstars around so the same way this boy has also this man now has done a lot but uh, samir soni was uh, interviewed oh Do that guy who's done little bit roles hmm. no no he's very famous don't be like that okay he is also the husband of neelam Oh, I see. That's nice. right. So, so he was interviewed after she got let off, and he said, "Poor thing." He said, "See, I'm very happy for my wife, obviously, but I'm sad for him. Now, what to do? I can't say anymore." But they were all like nothing comments you were getting, or you were getting PR for Salman. But there is an article I read which Manisha sent me, which uh, I feel was meant to slander Saif Ali Khan, but. if i have to be totally objective it is shocking how saif behaved after the entire incident how because he threatened the cops he threw the files in the police station they he was just throwing them around then he said i can call up the prime minister and president you wait and watch i'll ruin your career so he was being a spoiled brat basically Yeah, I just like to um, you know point out this lady called Priya Gupta, who's co-producer of a film called Blackmail, by the way, which has got very good reviews. You should have watched that instead of this stupid. Now, so I bought the tickets. Now, then I read Blackmail's review. Which is uh, so apparently she's a co-producer of that, and also Tamari Sulu. I was oh, blown okay, away okay, by yeah. her tweet, which was about basically it was saying her conviction. I mean, if you go down her Twitter yeah. timeline, there are a lot of tweets that says that. Salman is the most secular human being. He's done so much. He's such a wonderful man. The reason being, Salman can walk into jail like this, as he knows he's not guilty. And she's thrown the video of he's walking into jail <laughs> like a star. Okay. And then you know she said Salman is the most secular human being. I know why are news channels playing up Hindu-Muslim nonsense? I stand with Salman Khan because he's not guilty. She's basically gone this Salman Khan spree. Huh. But one of her tweets was basically that how is how can the judiciary break um, nature's cycle like? She says, "Will you punish a lion if it kills a deer?" So Salman is a the lion. A lion doesn't know whether the deer is endangered or not, and we are also an animal. Like, so I was like, so when I saw this tweet, when someone else had tweeted it, I I I checked out who's this person, this because I need her autograph. Huh. Also, and then I saw because it was a verified Twitter handle. Then I saw that she's produced some very well-known films. I was like, no wonder Bollywood is in the shape it's in, because <laughs> these are the geniuses. So yeah. 
Can you fucking imagine? No, but I don't get. So Salman is the lion, like lions. So the, basically, we are also an animal, and animals kill animals. So you can't punish an animal for killing an animal. So by her logic, they should the Bushno should just got together and killed Salman. Because see, because if, animals kill animals. Yeah, because if <laughs> sometimes when a lion kills a, 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 a buffalo, sometimes you've seen a herd comes, yeah, buffalo yeah. comes with a lion. So then that's what should have happened. So I'm amazed that such daft people can make such good films. It's beautiful. Yeah, this is actually quite a conundrum. It's a conundrum. Yeah, like say. I told you the other day that some of the best actors are the dumbest people. Yeah, that's true. Also, I think they are all a little off. Yeah. Because they live in some Showbiz rarefied... Showbiz does that to you. Yeah. So anyway, so that was Salman Khan. So I didn't know about this. There's... Lately, there's been this whole thing about gender pay, right? That hmm. what are people... So BBC had to also release its statements. And usually they release statements of what the gender pay is and all very slyly. Like they don't make a big deal because it's so skewed. But Condonast, which publishes a whole bunch of women's magazines, which is... Vogue, GQ, Vanity Fair, Glamour mm. Mm. has also uploaded its gender pay mm. across uh, gender pay data on April 4th. The mean gap that is there, and it's the worst in UK media, is 36.9%. But that's what the men... <laughs> but wait, there are more women than men at every single pay level. But the men are paid more. But the men are paid 39% more. Thirty-nine percent more. Yeah. So what a civilized I, place to work at. What a lovely place. <laughs> but it's good that they tell women how what nail polish we should but, use. And they, what they publish the most well-known. But you know, here uh, I think of a feminist called Mamta Kulkarni. I don't know if she's yogini, but she had done this. Uh, Stardust cover where she was wearing nothing. She was covering hmm. her tits with yeah. her hands, and a women's organization. Just, this is why we should have a video of this because Abhinandan, in case I didn't know what he meant, has also gesticulated on himself, thankfully, right. and told us what he was doing. So she, she huh. was doing. So yeah, she the, was a case doing. was filed against her by huh. a women's organization that she's demeaning women and all. Yeah. So during that, our camera crew had gone and interviewed her, and she <laughs> had said, "I'm going to quote huh. her." Women's other bitches thing, unquote. Women's other bitches thing, which unquote. means which means this is like this Priya Gupta. They are the bitchiest because what she said oh, was okay, okay. That when I did that, no men organization came after me because she had to do you know court huh. appearances. Some morcha must have gone uh, out. Morcha, huh? And she says, see how the women are cracking down on me. So I was just reminded of that that women's magazine are so unfair to women. So I thought women's are Mamta, the bitches. Mamta, so Pandanas are the bitches things. Mamta Kulkarni's. <laughs> Like, like classic quote. Yeah, it really applies here. So all of you, please keep buying <coughs> Vanity Fair, Glamour, and all because it's doing a lot for women's empowerment. At least it's making them look good. It makes them look good. It gives us uh, nice articles to read. Vanity Fair does have some nice. What article. what to feed him if you want yeah. him to perform at night? The and biggest what, aphrodisiac yeah. food. What color should what your position? Always we are told what sexual position That's to sure. take. While doing our nails and cooking spaghetti, what position we should also take at the same time because we are what complete women. So I just love it that, as in it's shocking because they have like say at the top quarter, the highest paid section, there are sixty three percent of them are women. Wow. The at the lower middle quarter, it's seventy nine percent, but they are all paid thirty six percent less than the mm. men. It's really fabulous. Now, someone who feels that he has got the short end of the stick because of a woman, but who has managed to come up with a really cool idea mm. to get around it, mm. is Russell Crowe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Russell Crowe is getting divorced from, has got divorced mm. from his wife, Daniel Spencer. Mm -hmm. But she is going to get some... 11 million dollars as in the house is 11 million dollars and she's supposed to get a rumored 20 million dollar payout wow so that's 31 million it's not bad i feel not bad at all at all but while russell crowe has a lot of money he's come up with the art of divorce auction it's called the art of divorce hmm. okay and the auction is being done by an auction house by christie's and uh the auction will <laughs> Uh, feature the sale of movie memorabilia, all his Australian art and so on. But he's made $3.7 million of this. 
auctioning Which stuff not, so yeah. that he can pay his wife. Yeah, and he the auction opened on his wedding anniversary. Wow. I just love. My point <laughs> is, if you must do, this is known as savoir faire when you do things savoir like savoir faire. Means savoir faire is when you do things with class. Like it's good. Yeah, that's a savoir faire. Because uh, Anu Kapoor and I went to the same fair. French class. Savoir faire. I so learned. Should, so if I want to like impress someone, I'm saying I'm going to take you for a savoir faire meal. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Savoir faire. No, this is why Anu Kapoor is the only person who will go out for a meal with you because you will say things like this, and he'll say "s'il vous plaît." <laughs> what is what is wrong with what savoir I said? faire is when you do things what is savoir faire when i like this like if you've got a divorce coming up so like suppose i'm going to i'm going to it's with panache that's what it means so then can i not say that i'll take you for a savoir faire date no it's a with panache date for you just don't you go for midnight sun don't do anything else this is the easiest thing to Fuck do off, but you guys don't do anything pears morgan two glasses never appreciated in its time <laughs> Tell me how much is seven thousand five hundred dollars? Well, just d- multiplied by so seven seventy five thousand into seven seven zero forty nine about five odd lakhs. Okay, so Piers Morgan bought uh, Shane Warne's Australia Test jersey. All these things Russell Crowe has. Piers uh, Morgan has paid too much money for doing nothing. I'm why by the fuck yeah, is he here? Yeah, and a signed All Blacks jersey from do you know Jonah Lomu? His name is. But I know what All Blacks are. Yeah, so seven thousand dollars he paid for wow. that also, but I'm very impressed by. Russell Crowe because my he's also got rid of stuff which was his wife and he must have bought it together. So that's about it that we have. But we are going to watch this film which we wanted to watch this time, which has got rave reviews. A Quiet Place. Yeah. So next week you can yeah. expect a review of the Quiet Place. Also, I'd like to tell all our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, you have something to say, Rajesh? Sir? No, I was going to add that. And uh, there was one thing which I didn't mention. Shujit Sarkar, the director, had given an interview yesterday on. He has a new film out with Varun Dhawan called October. So he had given Varun Dhawan ten things that Varun Dhawan has to do. One of which to get into character. One of which was every morning he had to wake up for a year and look at plants, and that would calm him as a person. So we'll be watching this film also. Wonderful bit. I will. I will. I. I'm not watching any film with Varun Dhawan in it. I fucking watched Jurma Two. I told you right. But that's not shocking. So I, I'm not going to watch a Varun Dhawan film or that Jacqueline Fernandez. These two people don't deserve. You won't watch Varun Dhawan. Oh, that had Varun Dhawan and Jacqueline Fernandez. Fernandez. It had both of them, and I, I have no idea how such films are even legal. Anyway, (laughs) so I have one thing to say to our uh, listeners. Yes. We are. We have another bunch of podcasts. You know, we have the Hafta. We have uh, just sports, and we have reported our orders. We also had a really good show called Constitution Season One. We did very well on, with Meghna. Mm-hmm. We are going to be starting Constitution Season Two, and uh, we'd like you guys to contribute to be able to make Constitution Two happen uh, because you want to make it bigger, better. We know we have a good thing going. Meghna is really talented, and we have a great team who can put together a great script. And we keep saying that why doesn't India have more? Um, you know, political uh, late night comedy mm. shows like you know. Those take resources, and we're trying to put the resources together. So, if you guys can help us, uh, we hope to put Constitution Two out by August fifteen. So, do contribute. We'll have a link, a button up, and yeah. Yeah, please subscribe and now, please support Constitution. And also now, what were your last week's question? How many I, people got it right? I want to say that less people got it right. Yeah, I know it wasn't Google. You know, I was thinking to make a question non-Googleable. Just say which film I'm thinking of right now. Like that. Like that. You can't fucking. I had it. come up with a better line today while walking down the stairs. That again, bloody five six people got it. Then I thought, if you want a quiz master, then you should get Derek O'Brien to do this podcast. That's true. Huh? Also, next week we must review Solo. The new trailer. Yeah, yeah, we didn't do that. Have, yeah, but there's lots to say on that, so we'll do that yeah, next week. Yeah, that will take town. a bit of time. So we have. I will tell you what the answer is first of all. Right. The question was, what is the religious allusion that is there in the last song of "Call Me by Your Name"? And it is to Gideon. It's the song is the vision of Gideon. Gideon was a 
prophet. He was a young Jewish man who was deeply devoted to God. And uh, finally, God basically abandons him. And in this song, they refer to Gideon as Elio, the character. And it's the same way that he's deeply devoted to Oliver and Oliver finally abandons him in a way. So uh, it's very deep, as you can see. Yes. Very, very deep. So the people who got this correct are... Ankit Nahar, Pranay Nikkam, Aditi Kavarana, Hariharan Suresh and Gunjan Adhikar. And Yogeshwar. He'd, and Yogeshwar. He'd send the thing. And we got fan mail this time which says, Hey guys, I love your show. In any free market, you guys would have been a radio sensation. I have a quick question about Abhinandan. He has stated on Twitter that he doesn't care for food and is perpetually single. Is he in fact a closet brahmachari? Would be great if you answered this conspiracy on the podcast. Uh Regards. Well, my those the fact is I'm a brahmachari. This is a lie, but even then, carry on. No one believes me. Even when I was young and I used to be doing yoga and running around, people would come and say, "Want some pot?" They, they Thank God had, you said want some pot and not want something like, I said, where the fuck do you think I do pot? Like, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I run, I'm fit. Do you do coke? Why are you so thin? Now I, because I bloody exercise. Anyway, you'll be a Pramacharina if you watch Midnight Sun and all, no one will go out with you. As Hi. it is. But so I what have is this a, week's question? Yeah, it's non-googleable. It's non-googleable, okay. let's see. <laughs> you tell me whether you know the answer. Okay. okay? Uh, the question is, other than Russell Crowe, there's another very famous celebrity who had to come out of retirement in his 70s, when he was in his 70s. He got divorced to pay his wife. He had to do this. He had to restart a part of his career to do this and he did make the money. Now, who is this person and what was the work that he did to earn the money? And yes, I know the answer. Oh, so and it smart. is Googleable, but let's see. Anyway, let's see. How okay, you have to name the person and the tour. Okay, done. Double. Okay, but fine. Don't that you and I know because we are older people. Okay. We have teenagers listening now, no? I hope not. Imagine <laughs> what they'll be thinking of us. Yeah, that's hmm. true. But uh, thank you, Mr. Sakri. Thank you, Mr. Oh, Sen. no, no, no. Okay, One sorry, second. Stop. Yeah, after we've thanked each other, I can say uh, Next week, we are going to have the Panjana Pal on the podcast okay. because we will be interviewing her for her new book. Her new Hushabai book is Baby. Our, yeah, called Hashabai Baby. I just want you all to realize that we are extremely well read people because. Because we just interview authors all the time. Yeah. So uh, that's so Shakespeare Shakespeare? speaks in French. So uh, and also watch the two fabulous films that Abhinandan and I reviewed this time because why should we suffer alone? And thank you, Mr. Sekri. Thank you, Ms. Sen. And it's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.